What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Wednesday's Night's Facts Over Feelings live stream, where we kick the facts and we don't care about the feelings in the building here. Let me know if our production is really good here because because I had some problems right before I was about to go on. And so my internet wasn't connecting. So I was like, what's going on here? I was I was shuffling for a minute and I had to push the stream back a couple of minutes. But we are back in here. I had to kick the old intro on a Wednesday and we're feeling good. Uh, we got great stories today. We got great stories today. I was supposed to I was supposed to be doing a uh, photo, a video shoot with Archie Bunker today. And it didn't go down. The weather changed and uh, some other scenarios. Photographer, videographer got ill. And uh, here we are talking about divorce. Oh, man. Again, the marriage will does not lie. Of course, we talk about celebrity divorces, and that's because we can see them. A lot of divorces go down behind the scenes, and a lot of people zip their lips, and they keep things uh, private, and they don't want to really talk about how much they're struggling in these divorces. But I talk to men, I counsel men, I coach men through these situations. And let me tell you something. A lot of men go through a lot of pain. And how would you like to be 76 years old going through a divorce? And that's you. Man, 76 years old, Rocky, Rocky. Hey, Rocky. You can't win. Yes, Rocky. You already know, man. You can't win. It is what it is. You can't win. You can't win, Rocky. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Shout out to Rocky's daughters, by the way. Mm. Flatback University over here, coach. You can't win. Oh, well, stop it, man. Them younger, them young girls don't want you. Him think him can get Sylvester Stallone daughters. I had to put him on the cover of this photo. And that's you. <laughs> anyway. I got money. Hello, ladies. Hello. All them flatbacks around there. All them flatbacks. <laughs> anyway, man, we got a great show today. We got a lot to cover. Yeah, him and metaphile. Him, them girls only 24 years old and 22, 21. Them girls don't like you, him and metaphile. Speaking of metaphile, oh, we got to go over the George Foreman situation here. Uh, where we got here, man, uh, before we get into actually, before we talk about the George Foreman situation, we're going to bust uh, bust this story in really quick. Uh, just came from directly from Twitter. And I know uh, YouTuber Jay the Black covered this. I didn't get a chance to see the video, but um, this video came out last week. And uh, what's going on with Aisha Curry's face, bro? What, what, what we got going on here, man? Ladies, I tell you, it is really tough. And uh, she's taking a beating here on uh, a couple of websites that I was able to pull up this clip from. She's taking quite of a beating. I mean, her face took a quite, quite a beating. But um, yeah, man, I mean, she definitely got cheek implants. I know because I lived in Orange County, he actually worked with a plastic surgeon and his entire family. She definitely got cheek implants. Um, Something happened to her lips. I'm not sure. You know, she got the bee stings on her lips. She definitely got two bee stings on her chest and all of that. And so here you guys, uh, I can't play the audio here, but uh, this is what happens, you know, with women, unfortunately, is that uh, the aging process is not very, uh, not very pleasant for them. And especially when they're in the public limelight, you know, they get their feminine fat, you know, they age. 
And then they have to go through uh, some very, very difficult stages of their lives, right? To stay, um, to stay, to stay relevant and stay attractive because they'll be on camera. But yeah, man, she definitely got her. She got the plastic surgery beatdown of a lifetime. Definitely some Botox action going on. And I like what she has going on in terms of the private beach there. She definitely got the rental. I don't know if there's Wardell in the background. Wardell, Wardell's in the background there, or somebody's in the background. Maybe I don't know. But uh, yes, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's kind of how the thing works. And, uh, you know, if you're thinking about marrying one of your uh, women in the future, this is what what's going to happen to them. They're definitely going to go through the aging process. It's crazy. The wall is undefeated. The wall is definitely undefeated. So you guys need to know about that going in. You got you young brothers and, and women need to know about this. You know, uh, well, well dude, still, she still looks good. Yeah, she still looks good, but she's beside herself <laughs> right now. Um, but I still, Aisha, if you still want to come on, Aisha, Aisha, if you still want to come over and, you know, lay down, I, listen, I respect Wardell, Steph Curry, Stefan. So I'm not going to tell you what you could do. I don't mess with married women. But, uh, you know, if ever you were thinking about uh, leaving Wardell, you know, I got a soft landing spot for you or maybe a hard landing spot for you. And on. <laughs> Yeah, I got a hard landing spot for you. All right, hey, we're gonna catch the uh, contributors to today's show. All right, we got uh, we got we got a pay we got a PayPal here. Oh, there. Oh, that's right, the open relationship. Yeah, I remember that they did. So it couldn't have been Wardell in the background. Maybe he was somewhere else. I don't know. The Wardell, shout out to Wardell over there. I'm not disrespecting the man. It is what it is. Your husband. All right, PayPal link is right there. Dollar sign. Not sorry, dollar sign. Dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App. PayPal is paypal.me backslash coach greg adams i'll go ahead and pin that message to the top one two three and then also on Vimo, uh coach greg adams tv and uh we'll get into the earlier contributors to today's show before we get into it we got our homeboy albert ingram in what did you have to say there's no such thing as free speech for free thinking men the only people who have free speech are the 85 percent of the deaf dumb and blind yes indeed he says much love and respect to you coach and uh, yeah, it's getting kind of hard. It's getting kind of hectic to, you know, do what we do here. Uh, but uh, as you can see, you know, censorship, quieting of voices, burning of books, you know, deleting of personalities, uh, you know, simply because people are, are um, uncomfortable and they don't want to have a conversation or somebody's willing to stand on their square and our squares in the square of righteousness in the spirit of Elijah. They don't want to hear it. All right. They just want to come up with dumb solutions like let's just wipe out debt. Oh, just wipe it out. Just zero everybody's like that's like going in grade school. All right. You done effed up your whole grade and you like you tell uh, you tell a teacher wipe out everybody's grade. Let's just start over (laughs) because I made a mistake. I failed. I didn't turn in my homework. I didn't take accountability. I made dumb decisions. And let's just wipe out the entire grade book. Forget about it. It's no big deal. It's no negative. Uh, negative things won't happen. Uh, and you're like, oh boy, man, people are really geniuses. I think people don't want to take accountability for making dumb decisions. Yes. Are, was there predatory lending? Yes. I always give you that. And I think it was egregious. I was a victim myself. Again, I don't believe in victim mindset. I was a victim of student loan debt and all of that stuff. I was a victim. I did it. I took the debts out. I took the loans out. I, I had, I, I went to Robinson's May and I bought clothes. <laughs> 
I took the Pell Grant. I went out. I shopped. I did all of that stuff. I went to Havasu. I went to Mexico. You know what I mean? I did all of that stuff. I bought books. I bought Top Ramen. I went to Costco and bought big bags of chicken. I signed my name on the dotted line. The lights went out. And I was all in debt. I did all of that shit. I did just like everybody else's punk asses. Now, when y'all ass was out there drinking, having fun, drinking Cristal, partying, shaking your ass, you in spring break, nobody was crying then. You weren't crying then, were you? All right, but now you crying. <laughs> Predatory lenders. They took advantage of us. This is just despicable. Here's today's story. We already covered that, so we won't go over that. Yeah, I, I hopped. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. Yeah, I did that. Mint to Montgomery Ward. Yep, yep. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, today's uh, stories. There's a today's topics. Let's get to the uh, continue with the contributors. Uh, are we on PayPal? Uh, PayPal. PayPal, there's the link right there. Uh, we're on Cash App. Uh, what do we got here on Cash App? Let me see what we got. Cash App. Uh, we got Be Real Mahogany back in the building. He says Adrian told him. You can't win. You can't win. You can't win. What was you thinking, Sean? <laughs> All right, you can't win. Even Adrian told you. Radio Adrian over here. Adrian over here. All right, shout out to Leaf in the building. Thank you for being here once again. All right, we're going to get into the show. We're going to get into the show. Where are we at here? Oh, George Foreman. Lord, have mercy. All right. So, uh, boy, if you didn't hear the news, George Foreman catching that fade. Uh, I did a story on him a month ago. George Foreman catches a Me Too or Me Too case in the 11th round of life. And uh, that was a that was a that was a month ago. It's gotten worse, gentlemen. It's gotten worse for your boy, George Foreman. Oh, man, this is going to get ugly. George Foreman sued in court. This would be a civil court case for allegedly doing the nasty with two minors. All right. This isn't the while while he was in his 20s and there he is. They got him looking suspect. Yikes. Hulk Hogan might have his name on grills again. You know, Hulk Hogan was supposed to be on the, the, the grills and he turned it down. I know Hulk Hogan is like, damn, but he would have lost all the money in the divorce anyway. So George Foreman slapped his name all on the grills. And uh, apparently he slapped his name or slapped a couple other things around on these young girls. And I believe these are white girls. <sighs> Yikes. Let's read these dirty details. Yikes. I mean, man, these are these are horrible claims here. Two women. Uh, claim that George Foreman abused them with his toolery and foolery. All right. And then uh, when he was in his 20s. And they were minors. This according to two lawsuits obtained by TMZ Sports. This is tough to read. And the documents, which were filed in Los Angeles on Wednesday. Remember, they, they already said that they were going to file these. And, and uh, he was saying that this was an extortion attempt. So he knew about this filing that was going to come, but it wasn't filed yet. So we didn't get all the details, right? We just knew that there were old white women. But uh, here's what the dirty details are. It says right here, they filed a lawsuit lawsuit in L.A. on Wednesday. The plaintiffs described as Denise S. and Gwen H. These are definitely old white women. And definitely, they have to be in their 50s. Denise and Gwen. Yeah, those are, those are, yeah, man. Shout out to, shout out to Denise and Gwen. 
uh, in their suits. They say they initially met Foreman through their fathers in the late 60s and the early 70s. Denise said in her suit she first encountered Foreman when she was around eight years old after her father had worked with the boxer and claims that the pugilist began, quote, grooming her at an early age by taking her out for ice cream and allowing her to sit on his lap as he drove his car. Oh, Lord, have mercy, I tell you. That's not going to be a good one there. I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm not taking any sides here, but that's going to be a bad one here. Okay. She said in the suit that when she was 13, whoo, Foreman, these are allegations, boy. We haven't seen many like this. I mean, this one's going to be, this one trumps the Cosby case. Foreman, who she alleges was around 24 at the time, she said Foreman was 24, began uh, touching her inappropriately. Oh, wait, became sexually inappropriate with her. And I'm trying to censor the article here. All right. And eventually engaged in intercourse with her when she was 15. This is. Can I talk about this? I don't know. I'm I'm getting uncomfortable here. This is in a lawsuit here. Boy, he going to have to pay. The, he should have paid these women off. He should have paid them. Wait, where's my, this is the original video. He was like, I categorically denied. He should have paid them. He said, yeah, I just said that. He should have paid them off. Oh, boy. Still a bees. You, I'm with you. He should have paid them off. Somebody said, sound like a lie. Remember, remember, I said this in a video. It doesn't matter if it's a lie. It does not matter if it's a lie. You're still going to have to fight it. This is what we don't understand about the false alligators. This is a very, very, very critical charge that they're charging him with. And they're going, they're reaching down to the pit of hell to bring up some claims against him um, that uh, are going to be hard for, this is going to, I mean, you don't want this one. You don't want this claim. I mean, listen, the Bill Cosby one was different because these women were adults. These women are claiming to be eight and nine years old going into 15 and 16. Somebody says, why civil court? Because the statute of limitations probably has exhausted. So they have no claim in a criminal court. They have no statute of limitations, I I believe, have been exhausted. And again, there's why are they waiting for this long? Why did they wait till now? You have to, there's a lot going on here. Was he supporting them? Did he potentially pay for their college? And now these old hens having dinners with their dogs, right? Who knows? Maybe he stopped saying, he. maybe he said, I'm going to stop paying you women. Regardless, this is going to be a fight. All right, this is going to be a fight, and they're going dirty. Uh, one thing you guys got to understand, one thing you got to understand, and I've told you this, in the spirit of Jezebel, women will not, at any point, once they proceed with a claim like that, they're not backing off of this. Okay, just like when you get a divorce and you like, you you talking to your ex-wife and you're like, uh, would you stop? Would you chill? They're not going to stop. They're going to take it down to the bloody end. And they don't care if you get sacrificed at the altar. They don't care. They don't care if they win or lose. They don't care if they get bloodied up in the matter. They don't care if they get They don't care. Man. So this is tough. See, at some particular point, he knew they, they warned him. I'm going to bring these claims. And he said, I'm going to fight it. Well, here you are with some allegations that are very, very, uh, th- th- I don't think any Me Too case has gone specifically like this. I know some people probably could get a Me Too case like this, uh, some rock stars and whatnot. 
But this one is. Yeah, he thinking, man, how much do these chicks want and how much does he got? Let me go back to the next allegation. This is uncomfortable. Gwen in her suit, Gwen. She definitely sounds like she's in her 60s. She said she met Foreman when she was around nine years old through her father. If they're able to tie these claims together, it's going to be interesting. And uh, I want to know who's representing these women. Maybe we'll see at the bottom of the article here if it's any Gloria Allred or her daughter. Her daughter, I can't remember her daughter's name. Then we know. We know where this is coming from, right? It says right here she met um, George Foreman when she was nine through her father, who said uh, who she said was Foreman's longtime advisor. She claims roughly six years after the meeting, when Foreman was 23, he courted her and then, quote, would the M word, meaning touching someone inappropriately that's underage, and touch her again. Yeah, she's lobbing some serious claims here until she was 16. Let me do the math there. Nine plus six, carry the one divided by three over there, subtract two, and then you got roughly 15 through 16. All right, she's talking about 15 through 16. Okay. Both women say in their suits, a friend of Foreman's confronted the former heavyweight champion of the world about the false allegations on at least one occasion, and they claim that he, quote, did not deny the allegations. All right, this is all, this is all, uh, situation right here that they're they're saying he said she said so i guess somebody confronted him and said hey these women are saying x y and z and he they said he didn't deny it but who knows i wasn't there the two women are suing for unspecified damages suspect it should be noted they describe foreman in the docs as doe one all right if you guys young heads don't know who george foreman is we'll tell you the 73 year old foreman denied these accusations of uh, abuse last month saying in a statement to tmz sports the two women are making up false alligators claims in an effort to extract millions of dollars from him. Quote, over the past six months, so he was warned, Foreman said at the time the two women were trying to extort millions and millions of dollars each from me and my family. They are falsely claiming that I touched them over 45 years ago in the 1970s. They got a hard case to prove here. They're going to have a hard case to prove. They're going to have to bring out therapists and all kind of stuff, diaries. They're going to have to bring all of that stuff. They're going to have to get the, the uh, Christy Blasey Ford out here. Where's Christy Blasey Ford? I adamantly and categorically deny these false allegations. The pride I take in my reputation means as much to me as my sports accomplishments, and I will not be intimidated by baseless threats and lies. He added, and I am, and I always will be guided by my, okay. He's talking about Lord. He bringing the Lord into it. I will work with my lawyers to fully and truthfully. Okay, he's trying to say these exonerators, they're going to expose these schemers and whatnot. If you don't know, George Foreman was the former heavyweight champion of the world and had the thriller in Manila with your homeboy, Muhammad Ali. And how old is George Foreman? He's in his 70s, right? So uh, these are some 73 years old. This is going to be a theme here. Uh, older men are going to go through some BS here, as you can see. Um, I know a lot of prideful men here on our channels and in our sphere. They think they're successful with women and that none of this bullshit's going to happen. All right. Later on down the line, I'm warning you guys the pump and dump nature and all these games that we're playing with women. These women ain't playing. So if there's ever any gray area in dealing with them and they can somehow 
open up and expose these gray areas and then put make you pay in the end. Look, look, because you're successful in your 30s and 40s with women, it means zero. All right, we're not even lived half of our lives yet. Keep living. Keep living. If you keep playing these stupid games, you're going to get silly prizes right now. And false allegations is not to be played with or true allegations if for that matter. But these women have an uphill battle. Uh, they're going to civil court. So potentially they might settle. Maybe George Foreman sees the light and says, you know, we don't want to continue to drag these allegations out here. And now that it's a public case, he may be willing to settle more than he was last month. All right. <laughs> last month, he was like, these hoes can jump off the bridge. But now he's looking at it like we can't have allegations like this because uh, my reputation is at risk. So be careful out here. Somebody said, leave the country. Y'all gone. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Somebody says, why would it matter if it's a gray area? Just the allegation is enough. That's um, again. I mean, that's I don't deny, I don't disagree with that. The allegation is enough, gentlemen. I know people are like, it's just an allegation. If it was you, you wouldn't want any parts of this. I don't care what the allegation is. You can say the woman could say you stole some ice cream from Baskin and Robbins. All right. You don't want none of that. All right. You're like, nah, hell no. You know, you would be upset if somebody told you you stole something, let alone something 30 years ago. You're like, what? I, oh, hell no. So the allegation is enough to ruin your reputation. You can lose your sponsorships. You can lose your means of supporting yourself, your family. Your family can turn on you. These are things that destroy families. So, um, you know, if it's something that that maybe was something like maybe, maybe just maybe some of these relationships extended past, you know, the initial where they're saying the allegation it was maybe he did have a affair with them later in their early adulthood. Right. In 18, 19, 20, 21. And they're just pushing the number back slightly. And then he knows that he's like, yeah, well, I was with them, but and I did know them when they were young, but we didn't start banging until see what I mean? This is how crazy it can get, because he he could say, well, yeah, we started to do something, but it was when she was 18. Well, shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow. Um, But uh, he has a fight on his hands and hopefully he has enough money to hire a good defense team on this one. It's just sad to see either way. If, the, if it's true or not, it's sad to see that it comes down to this when you're 73 years old. Somebody said 16 was legal then. I have to look that up. I know I have a, I have a, um, I have a map, the map, I'm the map. Let me see. I'll pull it up really quickly since we're talking about it. Hold on for a second. Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. I do have a timeline of age of consent. I know people are like, wow, why would you have something like this? Because I'm a, I'm a podcaster. I do my research. Am I still sharing the screen? Nope. All right. So let me see here. Where's my bookmarks? Okay. Uh, let's see here. I don't know where to find it that fast, though. Where did I put it? What year are they talking about? How did I save that? Uh, here we go right here. What year are they talking about? The 70s? Okay, let me see my chart. Oh, shit. That ain't the chart. Oh, here it is right here. This the, the Okay, it doesn't really say here. See, it really, um, not in California, it wasn't. Let me see something here. That's 1920. Yeah, nah, it wasn't in California. So if in California, this chart is messed up, actually. Yeah, not in California. It's not. So, um, 
I think this this is giving me the wrong information. If you guys want to see this, he said the 70 shouldn't count. In a lot of ways, uh, here it is right here. This is a chart that you can take it here. But for some reason, I, I, I'm definitely getting it. It's out of order here. You can go from year to year and see what it was, uh, depending on what year here. And uh, I'm clicking 1999, and it's saying that California was always 18. All right, for as long as you can go. Well, it was a little younger back in the 1890s. But, uh, yeah, if it happened in California, he outski. Somebody says it was 14 in the past. Yes, it was 14 in the past. All right, but that was in the 1890s, son. All right, we ain't going back that far, long. Uh, anyway, circumstances change. So I don't think he gets away with saying it was legal then. All right, he can't. I don't think he can use that as a defense. Okay, enough of that. Let's go on to the next story. Kristen, are we doing Kristen Cavallari now? My assistant. Here it is right here. Kristen Cavallari. Anybody remember her? Flatback City. Speaking of flatbacks, we got a lot of flatbacks on today's show. Uh, let's see if we can pull up Kristen Cavallari. I definitely did a story on Kristen Cavallari. In J- I, I think I covered her at least twice. At least twice. Uh, so Kristen Cavallari was once married to Jay Cutler, and Jay Cutler went pimpish on her when she tried to divorce him and make him pay. And she was like, I deserve, you owe me, you owe me. I got money. And Jay Cutler hit her with the pimp slap and was like, I ain't giving you a damn dime. All right, and you giving me half of your money from your jewelry business, right? She tried to finesse him and make him pay and buy her a house and all that. And he was like, nah, Sean, we ain't doing all that. Now, we just covered another ex-wife trying to say she's struggling out here in this dating marketplace. Remember, they can do better. We talked about this with Larza Pippen. I can do better. And then when they go out there, they start shuffling and then they struggle. And then they come out here and they mad and bitter and hurt. And then they say, I can't find a man and I'm going to try to date. Listen to this story about Kristen Cavallari. By the way, uh, Cali West Miami covered this this morning. Thank you for covering this. Let's see what her delusions she's talking about. Kristen Cavallari is ready, quote, ready to get back out there. And date again after having, quote, decided not to put any energy into men. Holy mackerel. What happened? Where did all right, Jay Cutler, the, not the bodybuilder, but the football player. Here it is. Kristen Cavallari was candid about whether she has been dating during her Tuesday question and answer with fans. Quote, I haven't been for the past couple of months, answered Cavallari, who split with former NFL player Jay Cutler in uh, April of 2020, right at the C-19 divorce debacle after seven years seven years of marriage i go through phases she said i go through phases what does that mean i go through my 304 phase what is this i looked at it as i have an atm between my legs and i just i'm just using it all i gotta do is put my card in and that's it and put the pin number and boom money just comes right out listen to this I was a dating machine for a minute. (laughs) I go through phases. I was a dating machine for a minute, which was very fun, by the way. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Wow. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. 
Yes, sir. But then I decided not to put energy in the men. But now I'm ready to get back out there, she says. Oh, my goodness. Look at Oh, flat back. She got her flat back out and everything. This is why we call them flat backs right here. All right. You know, it'd be flat in a pancake back there. All right. And it's all the way down here is flat. She got her flat back out. Why, why is her flat back out like this? All right. Anyway. <laughs> and why does she got her state? Who put this out here? She put this on. Bruh. She put this out here. She, what the hell? Boy, she definitely. This is what happens. This is somebody's former wife. This is somebody's former wife with children. With children. And she's out here. Man, I tell you, boy, the desperation's just in the air. The former Laguna Beach star, I guess that's what she was doing who was previously seen spending time with comedian Jeff Dye and country singer Chase Rice. That's a country singer named Chase Rice. Also describe what she wants in a guy. I can't wait for this. Someone who is so comfortable in his in their own skin looking for, uh, sorry, someone that is so comfortable in their own skin looking to continuously grow. No, red flags. No, growing, what? No. She also says, someone who isn't afraid to build me up and let me be me. Emotionally mature who isn't afraid to express their feelings and needs, which goes with being comfortable in their skin. And someone who can make me laugh, laid back, and healthy lifestyle. She added, hot doesn't hurt either, boy. Red flags are waving. She got more red flags than the Chinese parade. So, listen, I mean, I dated a chick like this, you know, one of these flat-backed blondie chicks, and they think they could just order up a man. I need someone who isn't afraid to build me up. Like, what does this even mean? Build me up and let me be me? Build me up? Super insecure? Let you be you in these streets? Yeah, let you be you? In these streets? And then emotionally matured who isn't afraid to express their feelings? No. And needs? I need you to bend it over. All right, how about that? Um, someone who can make me laugh, laid back. Boy, this is a future. I'm not happy. <laughs> Somebody says someone who has two hundred million dollars. What qualities do you look for in a guy? Oh, with the rainbow. Shout out to the ladies, man. Y'all some, y'all some funny people, man. Y'all so funny. Hot doesn't hurt either. No, that's priority one, and money. Later, she clarified what she meant by comfortable in their skin. Probably white skin. Although she probably had some brothers while she was in her face. Someone who really, someone really confident, not cocky. They always say that. I want them to be confident, but not cocky. What does that mean? Means nothing. Who isn't threatened by everything else in my life. That's just been a struggle for me. You're intimidated by my career and my job. So I could focus on my career. You're intimidated by me and my looks and I get attention. You're intimidated that I work nine to five and nine to eight and I have a job and a degree. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all The best thing she needs is somebody to come pipe her ass down. What does she say? Cavalieri has also said before that her relationship with Cutler was toxic. Of course, he was an abuser, too, I'm sure. 
quote, I don't want my kids growing up thinking that this is a good relationship because I got to see because I got to see my mom get remarried and in a good relationship. So uh, so that I knew what one was, she said in October on Off the Vine in a podcast with some lady who don't matter to me. I want my kids to see me happy. And they're and, and that they're better off. All right. So she's a toxic mom. She I think I read an article. We did a story about her where she was like, I want my kids to be happy. And she was crying. And she was like, my kids see me cry. Yeah, because you struggle, luggle, luggle. You a struggle, straggle. And your kids, oh, my kids see me crying and they ask what happens. They're comforting me. Mm. Emotionally terrorist mom. All right. So here it is right here. I think this was her. That was allegedly. Cavallari shares three sons or sons with um with with your boy Jay Cutler, two two sons and a daughter. She told her followers that she could be with another. Wait, what? She told her followers that there could be another child one day with the right person. Mm. What? All right, hold on. How old is this woman? How old is Kristen Cavallari? She talking about having another kid? Boy, she better be thirty two years old or less. Now she want to bring in a stepdaddy ass. What? Would you have any more babies? Oh, my Lord. No. No. I'm not looking to have more. But if I met someone who didn't have kids, then I would have one more. She's 35. So if the wait, if you met someone who didn't have. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. I thought she was saying the guys that I have to meet can't have kids. What she's saying is if she meets a guy and he doesn't have kids and he wanted to have kids, she would have kids with him. That's what she said. I thought she was trying to discriminate. I'm like, you got three damn kids. Okay. Anyway, what else they got to say? I guess, I don't know. Who cares about all this? Wow. Absolutely delusional. This is right here. Christian Cavallari says she would consider one more baby if I met someone who didn't have kids. She's all in the news. What's her publicist doing? Her publicist has been busy. How are your kids doing? All right. Now she's doing the whole soccer mom thing. Oh, these are all the kids I need. Oh, my God. They're so good. The boys are playing soccer. The boys are playing soccer right now, and, and my daughter rides horses. So we're super staying busy. I'm just a busy, busy, busy on the go mom. (laughs) And I pick my kids up and I drop them off and I pick them up and I drop them off. I'm super, super busy. I'm on the go. Come on, kids, get your gear. Throw it in the Range Rover. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, whoop-dee-doo. Oh, boy. They're super, super busy. Come on, kids, take a picture. They're, uh... What she says, they're at such fun ages, fourth, third, and the first grader. I want time to stop. Oh, my. Busy as a beaver. Busy, busy, busy. All right. Where's, where, what else do we got to talk about her? Anywhere else I can talk about this woman. Says right here, Kristen. Boy, they talking about her again. This is August 23rd, so something's up here. Kristen Cavallari reveals she got a breast lift after breastfeeding her three children. Okay, there's the flats. Why do we need to know about this? Boy, she went off on this one. Are your bill are your boobs real? They look a late amazing. Jealous mom of two here. Gonna keep it real with you. 
I got a breast lift after breastfeeding all three kids. I was just a super mom and I had a career and a job. And I was taking care of while that punk ass Jay Keltler was out there taking hits from 290 pound linebackers, Aaron Donaldson, whatever his name is. I'm super animated, so I need my face to move, honestly. My lines don't bother me. Yay. All right. You know, she still thinks she has time and she can find the perfect guy. Ladies, this is how you sound looking for men. Oh, I want him to be this, and he should be tall and humorous and not afraid to share his emotions. All of you guys are looking for the same guy. And many women are competing with Kristen Cavallari. By the way, she's kind of overrated. She's not ugly, but you know. The fact that she, you know, look, let's just take a look at her here. She's a pretty woman. She's pretty. All right. But uh, the reason why she's able to look as she looks now at 35, she's lived a healthy lifestyle, number one. But financially, she's been able to, you know, she goes to the tanning salon. You can see she has a tan in Nash Vegas. And uh, she's got a good hairstylist and a waxer. And she's got, uh, you know, money to keep that skin glowing. If she was just a regular girl from Arizona State, she'd be done. But uh, she's let's put her on the overrated list. Let me piss everybody off off uh, with Jennifer Aniston. Mm. All right, the white dudes are mad again. All right, I have everybody. Listen, I got enemies everywhere. Russia's after me. All right, everybody in India is after me. Tupelo, Mississippi, Columbus, Ohio. Believe me, man, people been after me. So white dudes that love Jennifer Aniston, yeah, they're, they're after me too. It's not all, not all flatbacks win. At some particular point, I just, you know. <laughs> People be loving Jen. And that damn, what's the other girl that I said was overrated? The girl in the spy that shagged me? Hugh Grant's girlfriend or wife? Mad overrated. Mad overrated. What's her name? Can't remember. He said the CIA, Liz Hurley. Yeah, overrated. I'll be like, man, I listen. Elizabeth Hurley, Jennifer Anderson, Kristen Cavallari. I lived in Orange County, so. I lived in Orange County, so I seen women like that. I Like, if you live in a place like California or Southern California or something like that, Miami, you didn't see chicks way better. Like, you could go to the shopping mall. You go to Fashion Island or South Coast. You see women that look way better than these people. Somebody said blasphemy. Scarlett Johansson, too? I'm like, Scarlett Johansson. I know these women watch my show like, (laughs) but I got their attention. I got their attention. See, this is how you have to treat these women. Tell them they mid. Like, you ain't all that. I still smash, though. But you wouldn't even be top on my list. They were like, I'll show you. I'll show you I'm hot. And I'd be like, show me. (laughs) Backhanded compliments. This is how you win over the white woman. You know, I've been dealing with white women for a long time. This is how you win them over. You got to be like, you ain't all that. I'll show you. They whip out their little flapjacks. You'd be like, nah, I think I could do something with that. All right, put them on me. Put them on me real quick. Sit them on the glass. Okay. <laughs> oh man. I like throw it on me real quick. Put do what you want. Mm. Yeah. 
this is how you get a man. Don't blow them up. Y'all be blowing. And, and the, the thing about you brothers, y'all be over pedestalizing them for no reason. I'll be like, what? And then you scare them. Can I give y'all a bit of advice, brothers? Y'all scare white women. You know, white women know, like, <laughs> white women know that where they come from in their world, they mid. They are basic. They, they are one of a million. Remember, 60% of the available women population in America is white women. And the competitive white women, the ones at the top, the cream of the crop, millions of them everywhere. You go to the you go to the North Face store, there's a whole bunch of them dressed the exact same way. You're like, there they go right there. You go to the Gap, there's a bunch of them right there. You go to any junior college right there. There you go. You go to any SEC school. You go to Alabama in a sorority. And there they are right there, bro. You're like, mm. all looking like clones of each other. You're like, mm. The competition's stiff. But what happens is one of them will escape their pack, end up over on you with gold teeth, and here you go, snow bunny. Snow bunny, oh, my God, look at that bunny. Y'all be blowing them up. You're like, what? There's millions of them everywhere. All over the place. Colorado State University, University of Colorado Boulder, University of Washington, University of Alabama, uh, Tulane University, USC, UCLA, they're everywhere. <laughs> so when you finally get to the suburbs, you're like, take your pick. You can just open your eyes. Arizona State, you can just close your eyes like this. Doo, 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 and you can come up with one. She looked just like the other one. So what happens is they're super insecure in their pack, but once they break away from the pack, Enrique and Tyreek. Y'all, oh my God, I've never had a bunny like that. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever for you. You be bowing down to her and you scare them to death. They're looking at you like, oh my God, you ever do that? You ever scare a white girl? Somebody said they're not used to it. They're not, they're not used to being pedestalized like that. I mean, they have a princess mentality, but they're the way minority men pedestalize them, they, they don't even know what to do. You scare the piss out of them. They walking through the mall, all flat back and jiggly and soggy. And then here you come, bowing down to them. And they're like, you ever see them? You scare them? They look like cats. They pause and they arch their back up like a cat. They start walking. You're like, queen, queen cream. You're a long hair. You're beautiful skin. <laughs> right? They're like, oh, my Lord. What are you talking about? I need... I need a tan on my skin. Don't tan. Stay porcelain skin. And then you're, they're like, well, I don't have any good cakes. Oh, your cakes are wonderful. You have a butt like J-Lo. They're, they're literally be like scared to death. They're like, oh, my Lord, do you know how nasty a person I've been to all these chads? <laughs> she like in my neighborhood, I ain't crap. They, like in her neighborhood, she's nothing. She's one of a million. You're one in a million. They're one. They're not even one of a million. They're one of a million. In your neighborhood, she's the queen. Yeah, TCU, SMU, Rice, Tulsa. <laughs> so chill the hell out, man. Tell them where they at. Put them in a place. You know what I mean? Like, all right, maybe I could add you to my team. She's like, thank you, Tyreek. Hop, hop, hop. All right, anyway, we just messing around. <laughs> you go on seeking arrangements, brother. There, there's, there's millions of them. 
Stop hyping them up. BYU, oh, Lord. Everywhere. So chill the hell out. Y'all be ramping them, ramping them up for no reason. In my neighborhood, I grew up with, with them, and I went to high school with them. They're one in a million, bro. And then by the time they age out, there's another crop. You ever notice that? One blonde hot chick, they're like, she's the hot chick of the century, Heather Graham. Then the next week, they got another one. Then the next week, it sounded like a black person. It's like a black person, a black celebrity. Here's the one, Idris Elba. Then they'll get rid of him, and then they'll put another one in there. Same thing as a blonde. She's the hot new blonde star. Here's Lindsay Lohan. And then they'll put her up there. Then they'll drop her ass off. Britney Spears, drop her ass off. Christina Aguilera, drop her ass off. Tara Reid, drop her ass off. And they'll just go right down the line till they... (laughs) Uma Thurman, next. Charlize Theron, next. They just keep putting them up, dropping them off, putting them up, dropping them off. There's another one. Here's another one. Look the same as the last one. Here's another one, just like the other one. <laughs> they got a factory of them, bro. Go in any uh, suburban neighborhood. They got a factory of them. They're everywhere. You just got to go to the right upscale neighborhood. They're everywhere, bro. So anyway. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, let's get to the contributions. Got to know how to run game on them. <laughs> That's why white Chad uh, content creator, dating coaches, they they just be like talking about running game on them. Because think if you're a white Chad, like a Chad, like some of these dating coaches out here, like they get those women like, like they're like this and they can continue to get them. That's why they'd be like, my body counts 850. And you're like, how? Because they're the Chad of a million women, millions of women. Brothers, you're not even, even if you are Tyrone, you're limited. You got a limit. You got a limit of attractive women at least. But a Chad, he's got an unlimited. He's in the suburbs just knocking them down. At, he's in, he lives in Phoenix or Scottsdale. Scottsdale. He'll never have a, he'll have a never ending supply. So anyway. He gets tired of them. I knew a Chad. He was like, I'm tired of white women. He was like, I can't even date him. And I'm like, what? Are you ridiculous? <laughs> I was like, this is reprehensible behavior. He was like, nah, I like Asian women. He was like, all through my 20s. He was like, in my 20s and 30s. Yeah, he was like, I was. A, he was a surfer dude. And he was in his 40s. He went through a divorce with this Asian woman. But he was like, oh, I love petite Asian women. I was like, what about them snow bunnies? He was like, Psh. I was like, all through high school and college, I had. I had a bunch of them. He's like, I can't even stand them. I was like, whoa. I was like, you have any leftovers for me? Anything for me? Did you did you get any mail for me? Like in the color purple, I was looking at them. Did you know any? Did you have any leftovers for me? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Somebody says, Chad's be farting on them, picking them up over their head. Yeah, dude, they, they be like just the one. and they, they do some stuff to them, and you're looking at them, and then you be praising the woman, and then they do stuff like that. Fart on them. They be like, ah, ha, 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 ha. They be pouring beer all on them and making them do keg stands and making them throw up. Ha, 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 look at her. Anyway, where do we go off on that? No mail for me, Hoppo? Shout out to the actual King Smith that's in the building. Shout out to you. He says, Gary Owen discussed his divorce on the bref- on the Breakfast Club interview. He talked about how he ducked the process server 
from his wife who tried to file against him from California court versus Ohio, the state he filed in. Hey, you got to dodge the process. <laughs> I can't say too much on that one. So, um, guys, I know what's up, bro. All right. So was he in Cali or Ohio? Sounds like he was in Ohio. You talk about he ducked the process server and Gary Owens had him a black woman. It was Gary Owens is a white comedian and uh, he de- he married a sister. I covered his divorce and uh, yeah, duck the process server. All right. Don't don't open yourself up to it. They have to have jurisdiction. Don't volunteer for it. People be like, well, do your due diligence. Like, nah, what's your address? I mean, what's my address? Eat shit. 1-900-EAT-SHIT. That's my address. <laughs> Give me your location. So why? You could be serving my ass left and right? Hell no. No. Nope. I ain't giving you shit. I, listen, by the way, you don't have to give them nothing. I always tell you, you don't have to give information. The information is you. You're a private citizen. You don't have to give somebody information that's trying to sue you. I don't care who the person is. It could be your mama. Where do you live? I ain't telling you. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, it's crazy, crazy, man. Like, I don't have to tell you shit. You can call me up. You can mail me. You can send a damn private investigator. I ain't giving you no information. Now, once they get your information, you'll regret it giving it to them, by the way. You'll kick yourself in the ass by giving it to you because they're going to hammer you. Then they start subpoenaing you. Now you got to give them the information. So you want to not give them the information. <laughs> so they can't play games. He says, I don't like the break. Okay. Uh, when I heard him talking about the war, interesting. You want to get the hell away from them. And then if they catch you, they catch you. If they catch you slipping, they catch you slipping. If they do their due diligence, make them spend thousands of dollars following you. Make them spend thousands of dollars trying to find you. All right. Milk their ass. I'm telling you what to do. But volunteering information just so because you're a moral stand-up guy, you're a moron. Oh, let's just say it like this, because people are like, well, that's your kids or your baby mom. Okay, what if it was somebody suing you? You know what I mean? Just anybody. Would you give them the information? If you would, you're a dumbass. <laughs> you're, a du- you're stupid. I wouldn't give them no information. What's your phone number? What's your address? I don't know. I don't know. Or I plead the fifth or I ain't giving it to you. Spend money finding it and whatever information you want, subpoena it. So this is what you, this is the games you have to play because if you give them the information, they're going to play reindeer games with your ass. Shout out to uh, Thomas Cripps in the building. He says, I got money. I got money. So I can. So I can focus on my career. Indeed. That's what we do around here. Uh, who is this now? Who else is in here? Uh, let me see if I can say your government name. The dark side makes so much sense. The more I see what my friends have to do to for a piece of peace leave. Thanks for the info. That was Victor J or Hota Victor J. Uh, but yeah, dude, I th- once you see it, you can't unsee it. And you see what your friends go through. They're super duper gumps and they're going, oh, my girlfriend says this and I got to do this and I got to do you ever have gump uh, friends. And they're in relationships and they're like, you can't get a girl and you're so bitter and hurt and you're a misogynist and you don't like women. And I, I'm a good man because I have a girlfriend. And then you see them tucking their tail, pathetically tucking their tail in a relationship. And you're looking at them like, bruh, like, do you see you? 
well, you know, happy wife, happy life. And, you know, she's always right. And, you know, I am such a child and, you know, I have to report to her and I don't want to piss her off. You see her tucking her tail. You're like, wow. Pathetic. Pathetic. So it is what it is. All right. I live on the dark side. The dark side is much easier. I don't have to answer to nobody. You know, it's not like I don't have to. But sometimes these women be like, I could challenge you. You just don't want someone to challenge me. You don't want someone to challenge you and make you better. I'm like, look at me. How much can you improve on this? I mean, I'm asking for a friend. Like, what improvements could you make? I mean, you could tear me down and rip me into pieces faster than you can improve this. <laughs> you're so arrogant. You're a hey, when a woman calls you arrogant, you won. You're just so damn arrogant. Oh, you're full of yourself. Oh, you know what they want to do? They want to put their face in the pillow. Because they want you to break down. Make me better. You make me better. Make me a better man. She's like, I got this gump sucker. Now, as soon as you be like, oh, you're arrogant, you're despicable. I hate guys like you. Can I come over tonight? Yes, you can. Face in the pillow. Let's go. Send her on home. Take it on home. Take it on home. Take the leftovers, too. I ain't got no time for this shit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Shout out to Zero Fallout, says Christian. Is it Christian? Or no, uh, yeah, her name is uh, Kristen. Kristen had the gall to call her husband lazy. Dude worked his ass off and wanted to stay at, be a stay-at-home dad. He says, this the dream of most men to retire early and be with their kids. And what did she do? She didn't let it happen. She was like, nope. Remember we covered that story? Uh, she said he doesn't have ambition. He's he. Well, she tried to insinuate he's lazy. He's He doesn't do anything. He just stays at home and he wants to be around the kids. This dude literally was like, hey, I want to be around my kids. I want to raise my kids. She was like, nah. She yanked the kids from him. Bruh, these people are miserable. And now what she's doing is she's overcompensating uh, by trying to be super mom. Okay, this is a dead, dead giveaway. So women that yank kids from the father, where's the picture? Where's the picture? There's the flat back right there. Did I close it up? All right, anyway, there's the picture. There's a bit. What they do is they, they try to beat you by just taking the kids away from you. And then they overcompensate. I'm a super mom. I'm busy, busy, busy. Most of these moms are part-time mothers anyway. She got part-time custody. I knew this when um uh I don't want to throw people's business out here, but you know, I know these people are uh, we kind of rolled in the same circle. But I don't know if you remember Bryn Cameron who sued uh Blake Griffin and had a couple of his babies. She also had Matt Liner's baby. Well, you know, a lot of times they try to play super mom, but I was around Matt Liner and where he lived, and I would see Matt Liner with her with her with his son. They had a son together, and I'd see them together plenty of times. I bumped into them in plenty of places. And um, But leave it to the mom, the dude's a deadbeat. <laughs> like, you know, according to her, Matt Liner was a deadbeat. And I was like, I done bumped into Matt Liner with Matt Liner's son all the time. But you leave it to the public, the court of public opinion, he's never around. He never does anything. He never sends money. The kids need clothes and shoes. He never sends no shoes. He's never around. I remember she was trying to throw dirt on Matt Liner's name for being a dad. Now, he acts like he's a dad, but he don't do nothing. 
They all say that. My ex probably says that. And that's like, shit, you're, you're trying to keep them away from me. And then when I try to do something from them, oh, no, I don't. Just crazy, man. It's despicable. It's absolutely despicable, the things that they do. And Christian Cavallari most likely is doing that to Jay Cutler. Throwing dirt on the man's name after running around the field, getting chased around. It's crazy. We're going to get into the story of Rocky here in a minute. But um, Zero Fallout says, but Coach Foreman got her soul and he didn't pay. Boy, that's a long conversation that I really can't have on the airwaves. Um, Something got checked my inbox. All right, I got it from Fairbanks. I got it. All right, shout out to uh, Eric says, not Stallone, no man is safe from divorce. No, no man is safe. Shout out to uh, Jason Webb. He says, salute to you, coach. Great show as always. Appreciate you, man. And uh, Dino Bravo is in the building. It's not Dino Bravo, but Bravo's in the building. He says, Siri, play Chris Brown. <laughs> These 304s ain't loyal. They're loyal to themselves. All right. I know there's some women in here, not all women. I don't know why you can speak so generally about these things. And it's just celebrities. Guys, We, the only people we can base divorce stories are off of are celebrities. Many men delete themselves. They can't even speak after they get divorced. Yeah. Many men just delete themselves. They're like, I can't, I can't deal with it. So we never hear their side of the story, nor can we go to the family court and say, how are the men faring in this divorce? Let's get some statistics. They don't talk about it. Many men who survived the divorce don't talk about it. Well, I don't want to bring up old wounds and scars. I went through therapy and my baby mama cool. We have a decent relationship. I just don't try to flare things up just so I don't rile things up and, and make her pissed off. And then she takes me to court. How many men are living that existence? How many men are living this existence where they're trying to be cordial with their baby mama terrorist? They know she's a terrorist. They know she's going to flare up, but you just tiptoe walking on eggshells until your kids turn 18. So you don't, yeah, coping. You don't want to say nothing. You'd be like, I just don't, I don't want to buy no car. I don't want to buy no houses. I don't want to bring no attention to myself. I don't want to start flossing out here. I don't want to live. I'm going to just live under the radar, trying to keep it so this broad don't flip the hell out. <laughs> there's a look, there's a lot of dudes doing that when they get divorced and they were like, well, I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I'll be like, hey, I'm standing up for myself. And this is why I get the, the bite back that I get, because a lot of women want you to just shut up. Even your ex, they just like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to keep abusing you. <laughs> you're like, well, you're abusing me. I told you. And then they rile up on you and you're like, well. But some dudes, y'all don't want to even rile her ass up. That's called terrorism. That's called abuse. You know what that's called? That's called abuse. She's abusing you. You know she's going to emotionally terrorize you so you don't do it. That's like the same as you know somebody's going to whip your ass. She's bullying you. So you know somebody's going to whoop your ass, so what do you do? I'm going to say nothing. I don't want my ass whipped. She know, you know she's going to sick the dogs on you. You know she's going to sick the court on you, so you just... Yeah. 
That's called abuse. And when I frame it as that, people are like, no, it's called abuse. So you just walk on eggshells and you just keep things cordial. And I'm a smart guy. I'll just keep it cordial. No, I'm coming in with dynamite up in that mug. <laughs> I'm coming up in there like, yo. They like, boy, I told you I'm on my Thanos. By the way, don't think that that is going to work for you long time, long term. I'll just keep it. I'll just keep it. Don't think that's working for you. She knows she's bullying you. Not only that, she's finessing you. Not only that, she knows she can get your ass at any point. You guys know that, right? She keeping notes. Somebody said this is why men die earlier. Oh, I got a funny meme on that one. We're going to get into Rocky here. Where's my memes? I thought I had these up. Let's show you why men die earlier than women. Let's see if I can pull it up without the computer crashing here. Let's see here. Here it is right there. There's a meme. It says women live longer than men because they don't have a wife. Woo! Yeah, I love that. This is why men live shorter than women, right? We never they never have to have a wife. <laughs> Let's get to slice the loan. All right. Well, there it is. Wait, which one it is? Oh, down goes Rocky. He can't win. So let's uh review what happened to Rocky, uh Balboa, Rambo, Command Bro. What? Oh, damn. I just closed the article. All right. Now I got to go back. <laughs> All right. I got to pop it up. People are like, all you got to do, coach, is open this up and click this tab. All right. Hold up. Y'all asking for too much. And let me see here. All right. I'm trying to share a screen and all that. Let's go to Sylvester Stallone. There he is right there. Uh, There it is right there. They were married 25 years. Now, Slice Stallone. His wife has filed for divorce in Florida. There's his wife right there. Supreme flatback number one. All right. She definitely is on that. She's a model. Let's see if I have any photos of them. Um, Where's the photos that I had? I had some Google images. Did I close it on? Oh, there it is right there. All right. This is them in, in, in better times. You know, Slice Stallone's five foot seven on a good day. I think he's five foot seven or five foot eight. He's one of those actors that they make big, but he's short. But he's muscular, so he more than makes up for it. Maybe overcompensates. I believe he's short. I believe he's like 5'7 or 5'8. You know, that would be short in America. Let me see what his height is. Slice Stallone's height. Uh, they say 5'10. Nah, he ain't no, he ain't no 5'10, but he 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 ain't 5'10. He, he not 5'10. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. Uh, here it is right here. Uh, there's him. There's his wife when they're in her younger years. Hello. She's doing pretty good in her younger years. It seems like they had a baby. She had a baby right there. Um, this is them as she's gotten older. You can see she's had her face done and her cheeks and her jaw and her lips. She's still a beautiful woman, as you can see right there. She flat-backed it. Um, have you guys had a woman? What was the last woman you've had where you can wrap your whole arm around her waist? 
Have you guys had that? I know people are like, I don't like that. I don't like that. She got to be thick. She got to be nasty booty, jiggly booty, jungle booty. All right. Now, nah, man, I got to have, you know, wrap my, wrap my arm. That's why I be at the junior college, UCLA. I be at the senior college. I like to wrap it all the way around like this here, right here. <laughs> I, that's what I'm on. I listen. I had all the jungle booties I had. And of course I like me a, pl- a plumper every now and then plumpers are cool. I'm not discriminating against the plumpers, but I gotta be like, it's not anorexic. It's not anorexic. These women look, well, hold on for a second. People are like anorexic. That's anorexic. No, hell no. Y'all just don't know. Y'all don't know, man. Cause y'all be talking y'all selves out of it. Oh, it's anorexic and she's too young. Not me. <laughs> right around. <laughs> y'all used to having them big. You guys are used to having them big women. You be trying to get the stroke in. You can't even get your rhythm. You can't even get your rhythm. Her second double chin all lean and she got her titties all out here like that. Big old. Y'all used to. It's okay. Y'all used to the belly deli. Y'all got to stop. Take a break from the belly delis. Take a break, gentlemen. And get you one that disappears when you on top of mounting her. She's all in the, she's all in the hole. And you know, your mattress where it has, because y'all be having the big women living with you and your mattress is sunk in every now and then get you a flat back, put her in that hole right there. She, you going to dis, she going to disappear in the bed. She going to disappear in the bed in that crevice in your damn crevice in your mattress where the springs are all worn out. Anyway, back to Sly Sloan. <laughs> she in the sucking place. Y'all got to put some mix in. Y'all got to mix it up. All right, uh, let's see here. Let's go down to the dirty details. Uh, apparently, Sylvester Stallone tattoo. He had a tattoo of his wife's face right here on this shoulder. This is why I don't advise tattoos. He was married for her 25 years, but he recently, as of yesterday, got his dog face replacing his wife. So everybody knew something was up. They shared a picture right here on social media. As you can see, the dog has covered up the wife's face. Damn. I would say it's over at that particular point. He done put his dog Buckus in place of the damn wife. Yeah, it's over. I would say it's over at that particular point. Here's the story right here. This is yesterday. So everybody knew something was up at that point. But let's go through the story here. I do want to read the People Magazine article. Here it is right here. Sylvester Stallone's wife, Jennifer Flavin, Flavin, files for divorce after 25 years of marriage. Oh, hell. Sylvester Stallone's wife, Jennifer, files for, is seeking a divorce from her husband of 25 years. Flavin, age 54, filed a petition for dissolution of marriage. Friday in Palm Beach County, according to the online court records, in a statement to USA Today, via Stallone's rep, Michelle Bega, the Rocky actor, age 76, so, so there's a 22-year age difference, We'll go back and calculate what she was when he married her and what he on all that stuff. 
the the actor said, I love my family. We are amicable and privately addressing these personal issues. No, 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 no. Don't go run to the privacy because you were in public displaying her in public and displaying her like arm candy. And um, now you want to go hide and shuffle. We don't let that happen over here. The USA Today has reached out to the attorneys for Flavin or Flavin. Stallone and Flavin got married in 1996. I'm sorry, 1997. So that would be 20. Oh, my goodness. That that's 25 years ago, right? So let's go ahead and say Stallone minus 25. Okay, he was at 50. He was at 51. And uh she was at 29. 51, 29. So yeah, okay. You guys are on it. <laughs> Somebody said he was cheating, probably. I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that. All right, 51 and 29. So this is definitely a, you know, a, it, it, this is this is a 22-year-old age difference here. And they have three daughters. Yes, they do. Any of you ladies want to come and be consoled by this information? I could take care of that. Somebody says, why marry at 51? Well, he's been married three times already. So here's his marriage roster right here. This is going to be his third divorce. This is going to be his third divorce. So he was married to this woman when he was just becoming a star. Sophie, or sorry, Sasha. He was married to Sasha. Let me see if I can get an imagery of Sasha. This is his first. Can y'all see this? Oh, yeah, y'all can see it. This is his first wife, Adrian. <laughs> she was a tiny little thing, little foldable here. I see. Okay. Yep. He did make him look taller. He was in good shape. This is his first wife. And uh, he married her while young before he was probably famous, right? So let me see here. Um, how long did that marriage last? Go back. That marriage lasted for 11 years. All right, so he didn't learn his lesson. He got married, and I guess he must have been cheating with Brigida Nielsen. And we were just talking about Bridget Nielsen in the Prime or Decline game. So she pops back up in the story on CGA's channel. So then he married this woman. Remember we were talking about her, the androgynous woman from the uh, past? We did her Prime and Decline yesterday. So he married Brigitte Nielsen right there. And they only lasted a year or two years. That was his second marriage to Brigitte Nielsen. Okay. She had her better days back in the day. And then his third marriage was to Jennifer. All right. 1997. So he waited 10 years. He was living the free agent lifestyle for 10 years. And then he met Jennifer, age 29, who was a model at the time. I believe she was a model. And there's his daughters. But I think this is an older photo. So we can't. Give them the junior college there. Mm, we could still probably give them the junior. No, yeah, we can give them the junior college here. They're definitely in their 20s now. We definitely can give them the junior college. All right. So um, so that's his third marriage. Hey, that's the third marriage, man. They, they, the divorce rate for third marriages is in 70%. 70%. It's over 70%. So he was doomed statistically from the start. But of course... You knew booty dudes that been married for three months and your so-called experts on the situation. How about this chart? How about this? Now, look, 
Sylvester Stallone was winning with her for 25 long years. As a matter of fact, there's the 25-point lead right there. 25-point lead. We're going to win. I'm 70. What's the likelihood I'll get divorced? Well, the likelihood is extremely high. And now your ass divorced at 76. I often ask. I know. It's Sylvester Stallone. I know he has money. I got money. What man, I don't care who you are, what man wants to get divorced at 76? Like, you just want to throw the damn towel at this particular point. You just like, ma'am, would you chill? And how could he be cheating on her? I'm going to assume she cheated on him. I have no idea. Who knows? And who cares? Cheating is not even a, it's a, cheating is irrelevant in marriage unless she did it. <laughs> All right, what does the article say here? It says 40 years of Rocky. Okay, we don't want to care about that. On August 10th, Flavin, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that name. Flavin Flavin shared a photo of on Instagram hugging her daughters. All right, let's go ahead and check that photo out. I believe they have a photo of that. So we're going to take a look again at the daughters and the mom. I think this is going to be the photo. Uh, right here. This is the photo that they shared. All right, hold on for a second. <laughs> Him a metaphile. Him a metaphile. Let's see the story here. Uh, there it is right there. There's her Instagram. Do not go harass this woman. Oh, my. I love the junior college, man. I tell you. Um. So this is the photo, and I'm going to tell you what the caption said. It's going to be a dead giveaway. It's going to be a dead giveaway. It's going to tell you everything. In here, the photo said on August 10th, these girls are my priority. Nothing else matters. The four of us forever. Wow, damn. So you know, you know it was over for size. Can I click on this? Oh, I can't even sign in. <laughs> oh, I can't. So fuck. I'm sorry. We'll show you again. Hey, we'll show you again. Chill. We're going to get it again. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. One more. Can y'all see now? Y'all can't see it. Him a metaphile. They like this. They're like him a metaphile. You can't win. Okay, here we go. Right here. Who who we don't primate uh 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 hit it or quit it on us the longer. Who in a grade? No, 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 no. This is not true. This is not true. There's nobody in eighth grade here. I did my research. Oh, there's the photo right there. We have known these ages. I've done my research. They're all 20 and above. I, do, I will make sure I do not do anything illegal on this channel. I don't practice any illegal activity on this channel. It says right here, three daughters, 25, 24, 20. You see how they do you? She my eighth grade. She 13. No. She's not. We did our research. They're all junior college. If you want to be mad at me, go ahead. Go ahead and be mad at Joe Biden. All right. It ain't me. I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I tell you what. I'm looking at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there. See? Like a little lady in a wedding squad. Joe Biden over there at 19. At least I'm over 20. They always trying to do it. But anyway, there's the clue right there. 
that the photo she shared on um, August 10th, she was ready to file for divorce. She probably has planned this divorce for years. People always say there was an affair. Oh, he probably cheated on her. Like he cheated on her last year or something like that. He probably cheated on her. It wasn't last year. It wasn't even last week. She's planned this divorce for quite a long time. Now, what, could he have cheated on her early in the relationship when he was 50 and 51 and 55? Yes. And she lived with it. She sucked it up and she went and spent all the money. She went and spent all the money and she lived the lifestyle and she did all that stuff. So it was water under the bridge. But you can't bring up, well, I've been dealing with cheating all my life. Nah. You spent the money. Not only that, they probably be in that open relationship stuff. Somebody said that that eyes white shut. You can't tell me they don't have nothing that going on. Okay. Hey, if you if you eat the, the cheating, just go ahead and eat it all the way out. Don't be like, and I had to deal with him cheating for me with, for 20 years ago. No. Nah. She, she dealt with it, so she needs to go ahead and ride that shit out. So now she's trying to play what Kristen Cavallari did. She's trying to be like, hey, I'm the righteous mom, and I just love my daughters. What? This is this is one thing that psychologists, I wish you guys would um, I wish you guys would research this because I'm calling this out. This type of behavior is called codependent. This is also her taking the kids away from the father, right? So she's drawing, I don't care what happened. What happened between the two adults is their business. But then when you wrangle the kids in with the lasso and you make this picture and you put that caption out here. Now you're saying it's just us against him. It's us against him. And now I need these girls more than I need him. And I need, because now if she leaves and the daughter says outside with the father, this woman's going to break down. She's going to break down. So they need to bring the kids in because without the kids, if the kids say, you know what, it's your business. I'm going to go live my life. This woman's going to collapse. And it's a form of emotional terrorism. Once again, it's a form of emotional terrorism. Once again, the kids know. That if they just go live their life and say, well, mom, you're a big girl. Put your big girl panties on and deal with it. Guess what? That woman will be a shell of herself. She'll be beside herself. She'll collapse and crumble. She wouldn't have anybody. And she wouldn't have anybody to emotionally terrorize. So what when women, when women do this, especially with children, this is design tactic to, um, to, to use the kids as shields. Against her breaking down. Yeah, it's alienation at best. It's uh, emotional terrorism, emotional manipulation. It's uh, alienation. And she did it. I'm going to show you what the quote is. She basically admitted that she's an alienator. These girls are my priority. Heart, nothing else matters. What the f does that mean? What does that mean? Nothing else matters. No, I bet you these girls have other lives. I bet you these girls want to come see CGA, but no, stay with me. Girls, stay with me. You can live with me forever because you're broken. So now you're trying to say nothing else matters, meaning your husband doesn't matter. And this is the only family you need. This is manipulation. And it says right here, the four of us forever. The four of us are going to ride it out forever. These girls like, man, moms, go get some damn Zola, Xanax and some wine and go call it a day. The four of us forever. What about uh, Sylvester Stallone? What about the father? See, people want to be like, well, he cheated. That has nothing to do with his daughters. It has nothing to do. Where do you where do you say a man gets penalized because he was out there in these streets? 
He doesn't get penalized with his children because of that. You penalize them because you're a manipulator. And so, of course, now this dude's one foot in the grave. He's going to be like Joe Paterno and check out at this particular point. He's going to be like, what do I have to live for? I've lost my kids. Guys, losing your kids to an emotional manipulator is painful as a father, especially when it's your daughters and you were there to protect your daughters, not only from others, but from themselves. And you were there to give them guidance. You wanted to see them have their kids and get engaged and have husbands and have a family. You wanted to see them achieve stability. But the emotional manipulator, the codependent person, wrangles them away from you and you're going to miss all of it. Right. And this is my perspective. They have a podcast. OK, tell them to bring me on the podcast. Tell them to bring me on the podcast and I will set their ass straight with their emotional manipulative mother, baby mama terrorist. So uh, this is what people do and, and people don't people are afraid to call this stuff out, but I'm not. I'll tell you exactly what she's doing. And she actually admitted she was doing. OK, let me say this. What if Sylvester Stallone did this? What if Sylvester Stallone said they, they're divorcing instead of him sitting in a chair getting a dog tattooed on his arm? Where is it at? Instead of him, look at Sylvester Stallone. He's a shell of himself. He's 76. He's like, what the hell? I'll just get a dog. Why even? change? <laughs> okay. And then what if Sylvester Stallone did what she did? What if he said, you know what? The wife's out of the picture. It's just us four. Let her go die. Who cares about her? She's not a priority. What if he did that? Man, they would come down crazy. They would come down crazy on him. They would be like, yo, man, don't do the baby moms like that. That's your baby moms. She had your kids. At least she gave you three beautiful daughters. You can't just leave her out there like that. Don't do this. Don't talk negatively about she basically talking negative about him without talking negative. And so this is emotional terrorism, it's manipulation, it's alienation, it's abuse, it's it's codependency. When you see people do this, Kristen Cavallari did this. I showed you that. But nobody's willing to call this out. Where's the therapist on this? Of course, they're going to blame Sylvester Stallone. Let's see if we can find any other additional data about this particular marriage here. It also says right here, Sophia commented. So the daughter commented, you are our rock cheerleader and most incredible mom. We are so lucky to have you. And then the other daughter says, strongest woman I know. And then the other daughter's daughter commented with the heart emoji. Right. So the daughters know. Wait a minute. So the daughters know that, you know, if they don't comment, if they don't comment on the picture, the mom's like, why didn't you comment on our picture? <laughs> so they got to be like, all right, mom, strongest woman I know. They got to build her up. Just like Chris and Kevlar, I need somebody to build me up. Why do I keep doing that? Let's go back to their picture. I'm trying to click off the advert. And there he is off to the side, as you can see, body language. He's looking this way. They're about to go and leave his ass behind. Not only are they going to leave his ass behind, she's going to stick him for his paper. How much is he worth? $450 million. And she asked for alimony, gentlemen. She asked for alimony. So let's go down and read this. 
He was so alive and daring. Okay, what is this right here? All right. In May, Stallone and Flavin celebrated the 25th anniversary. Quote, happy 25th anniversary to my amazing wife. There is not enough words to describe what this incredible, selfless, dedicated, patient woman has meant to our lives. And I only wish that we could be that they could be another 25. Thank you, sweetheart. Well, there's not going to be another 25, but mathematically there wasn't going to be another 25 either unless you lived until 100, 101. Yeah. By that time, she was already checked out, sir. Uh, it says right here, Flavin also celebrated the milestone, but her post was later deleted. <laughs> oh, shit. These people cold-blooded, man. She deleted the damn post. It says, happy 25th anniversary to us. Thank you for always keeping me laughing, loving, and protecting our beautiful family. The former model wrote at the time, according to People Magazine. She added, our marriage keeps getting better every year. I can't wait to spend the rest of our lives together. She just said this in May. It's August, three, four months ago. Three, four months ago, she just said, our marriage keeps getting better. What happened? What happened? What happened? Where did all Hey, one of the things, go? let me talk about this, and then we'll get on with the rest of the show. Hour and a half, this is going to be a short show. Mm. Let me tell you guys this, because people don't know. We always talk about, sometimes marriages go well, and then when they don't go well, they go downhill fast. All right. And sometimes you can't control it. Anybody's ever been through a situation where a breakup, a tough rela long term relationship, even a marriage, your relationship, of course, you will face tough times. All relationships do. But then you're going to get in this cycle of where you'll never get on the same page. And then when you do, it unravels fast. This is the sad part of relationships long term. When you're on the same page, it's OK. And you're working through it. You're willing to work through it. But when you're not on the same page, it unravels quickly. So in this indicator, sometimes we say women plan a divorce well in advance, and it would be not a surprise that even though she's celebrating a 25th wedding anniversary, she's also planning a divorce. But also, if you take the timeline and say in May, she was happy, and by August, she's not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> you're like, whoa, by what happened in three months? Well, when you get off the same page, you unravel quickly. And then everything becomes argumentative and everything becomes contested. And then once that happens, it's over. There's nothing you can do to save it. Not even marriage counseling. Only marriage counseling is going to throw, um, throw the wood on the fire, the kindling. And then if you go get attorneys, they're going to pour gasoline on the fire. <laughs> they're going to start the fire. They go pour pure as gasoline on it. And then you're done. So I think she did say she needed support, financial support, which is going to be bad news for him. Anybody know the laws in Florida? It says right here, if you guys can see this, she's asked for relief. As per court records, Flavin filed for dissolution of marriage and relief. Uh, let's see if we can make that larger. That's what she said. And relief. And relief. And that's you. And that's you. Uh, the marriage will yet again. So she's going to get relief. Um, hopefully they are able to. Yeah, he'll be fine financially, but who again, divorce is one of the most tough, tough, difficult thing. I, I, people underestimate divorce. He said there ain't no laws in Florida. Um, 
You, you, people. You can't win. People underestimate a divorce. It's like a death. I'm telling you, it's like a death. Anybody will tell you this. A, a therapist will tell you this. A, a divorce attorney will not. It's like having a death because you basically take the timeline that you had planned out and you annihilate it. You kill it. So you said you were going to have for better and for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, we'll be together forever. And your intent is to be together forever and be with your kids together forever. Well, that's going to be, that's going to end. It ends and you have a new reality. You have to, par you have to uh, paradigm shift. You have a new reality, which is unwritten. Previously, your future was written. Now your future is in question. You're like, where do I go and what day is what? I don't know. what. Where am I going now? So that's a death. That's the death of your, your timeline. And what ends up happening is it also turns out to be the death of your finances. It turns out to be the death of your relationship with family members, friends, uh, your wife, your children. It's the death of that previous relationship you had with them. And you have a new relationship with everyone. Somebody said, yes, it is what? You have a new relationship with everybody you know. Everybody you know, your relationship has changed. So previously, you were like, I'm going to ride it out, and we'll be together forever. I always have access to my kids and my money. I have access to my wife, and I have access to my friends and family and her friends and family. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> you got a new damn reality. And... Let's look at what his reality is. Let's, let's look at this, and then we'll go on to the Super Chats. This is, this is, oh, wait, right here. Where's it at? This is her reality now. She has pretty much something, you know, she lost the marriage, but she has her family member intact. Now, let's show you what his reality is. Look at the difference. You see this? Even at all the success, he's 76. He's got to go through this. This is his reality here, getting a tattoo of a dog. And then this is her reality being celebrated um, publicly, so forth and so on. Huh? Now, imagine all of you $50,000 a year men. You $50,000 a year men. You go through this, you're torn up. And you know what the world says to you when you... Speak about this. You're bitter and you're hurt. And you just went and got torn. This is you. Wait a minute. Let's put it back up. And guys, they don't care about you. They want you to go to therapy, but they don't care about you. They want to continue to manipulate you in therapy and, and learn how to communicate on their level. But then they can just toss your ass out like this. <laughs> they can, Look. Just man up. Oh, well, blah, 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 blah. After they done ripped your assets out through your damn. And they tore your heart out. They tore your kids away from you. Because look, look, this is him. This is her. This is their daughters. They seem to be fine. This is him. Who hurt you? You're bitter. Man up. Get over it. Go to therapy. Learn how to emotionally, learn a new emotional language. You fucked up. You cheated. You were the abusive dad. You gave us too many expectations. Just give us your wallet and shut up. Right? This is what's happening, bro. 
You see the difference? Anyway, <laughs> it's a tough thing for men, um, unfortunately. And fortunately, we have people like myself that can that know what's going on, and I can I can communicate it. So people can maybe understand it. Maybe we'll win one of these therapists, I mean, therapists over. And they can be like, okay, I see it your way. Most of them won't because they blue pill and they plugged in. All right, we got um, we got the uh, PayPal. And then we'll catch everybody and then we'll skedaddle. Victor says, no, 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 I got them already. All right, uh, who else we got over here? Over here. I didn't even do my accent today over here with Sylvester Stallone over here. Shout out to Maryland guy. He says, what's up, coach? So a female co-worker at my job is getting divorced from her husband who was away in the military. Wow. I'm not happy. <laughs> Damn. I mean, how do y'all not see this coming? <laughs> so he's in the military. He's going. Um, he's He's been out, out on deployment. He's away. She's getting her cheeks clapped. Definitely get her, her cheeks clapped if she's in the military. Jim status is in the building. By the way, your page that you suggested me that I follow called, I believe it's called wacky dot leftist. I believe you have a video or you put a video up of somebody talking about single mothers. It was hilarious. And I wanted to share it, but your page is private. So um, I don't know if that was you talking, but whatever you were talking about, um, I don't know if I can share it. Here, I can't share it on Instagram, but I tried to share. Yo, that shit had me dying. Hold on for a second. I'm going to share the audio. Hope I can do this to you. Hold on for a second. Talk about single moms. Is, the thing I always hear when I talk about single moms is, well, what about the dad? He was a horrible guy. He was a cheater. He was a dirt bag. Okay. I agree. The dad was horrible. He was a piece of crap. She had to get out of there. She had to leave him, yada, yada, yada. Right? What does the dad was a horrible guy have to do with, I'm going to feed my kids chicken nuggets and Pop-Tarts? What do? Why do those two things correlate? Now, I know once in a while you got to order, you know, you have no time to cook. Yeah, you got to order pizza or something, whatever. Right? Uh, but this is the reality. Uh, single moms feed their kids crap. What does the dad was a horrible guy have to do with, I'm going to introduce new men to my kids every few months to a year? What do those two things have to do with each other? What thing I always hear uh, when I talk about. All right. Moms? So that's Jim status. He's been donating. He has a channel. I'll share it. It's wacky dot leftist on Insta Instagram. Sorry. Um, and I popped that video popped up and it's like a four minute video trying to have him make a correlation, which he's saying, OK, the, so the dad was an asshole or the husband in this situation. Sylvester Stallone, the, Sylvester Stallone was an asshole. OK, but now what does that have to do with he can't see his kids? What did that have to do with now you're dating and your kids are in the custody of the mom? He was basically saying, how do these things correlate? Just because the guy was an a-hole in his relationship doesn't mean now he gets to lose and you get to run the streets and have babysitters babysit your kid and you keep the kids away from the father and you feed the kids pop tarts and dino chicken nuggets like this is where we go in our country and then they say well the dad cheated and that means nothing what does that have to do with now you're a struggling single mother when you don't have to struggle well the dad can't get custody and the kids have to stay what does that have to do with the other 
That doesn't that there's no correlation. So um uh check him out. I love that video. I was sitting there cracking up because of your expression and the way you were ex, uh expressing it. He's like, what does that have to do? One doesn't have to do with the other, but in our country, we get away with it. Other people have said that about the Sylvester Stallone. They say he must have cheated. And, and what does that have to do with now he gets to lose everything and his kids get to go off with the mom and they get to run off the sunset and spend his money. And now he's sitting there with his dog and a tattoo and he's a shell of a man that doesn't correlate. One doesn't lead to the other. One doesn't lead to the other, but we let it lead. Somebody says, what's the handle wacky dot leftist? Somebody type it in there. So the way he was explaining it and he was using some sense of humor, I was crying. But he says a word to the not so wise about your little girlfriend. Do what uh, do what you need to do with her. Then broom her fast. Wow, that's uh, Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, in Spider-Man 1. Really? Did he say that? Do what you need to do to her, then broom her fast. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I like that, actually. Broomer. He said, get, that, get her the hell out of here. Uh, let's see here. We got a couple here on Venmo. Zero fallout. Did I read this one? Oh, yes, I did. So it's no government name is up. Went on seeking, and it's the best thing ever because women are straightforward. Yes, I know. He says, on the site, even the junior college girls has a mind and uh, a mind mature enough to understand both people want something from dating. As always, thank you for the advice. Appreciate you. And I'm not saying it's a solution for everybody, but it's, to me, it's like everybody can, you, you, break, you break the bull crap. Right, the whole thing about running game and she's running game on you and she's trying to manipulate you and you're trying to manipulate her, you get right to the chase. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you can't have a meeting on the mind. Sometimes you're just like, nah. Sometimes you're uncomfortable. Sometimes it's too transactional. Sometimes it's, but what happens is it's actually more lean toward traditional relationships and dating than it actually is dating apps. Because you can honestly say dating apps and the process of dating apps is trash. It's, it's garbage. It really it rarely ever leads to anything. And it's because in the air is still all the bullshit. In the air, it's I'm going to get over on him and you're going to get over on her. You're going to contribute as least as possible. She's going to triple as least as possible and try to get a mo the most out of you. You're trying to get the most out of her. There's this dance of what are we doing here? On When you go over there, there's no dance 90% of the time. Everybody knows what's up. Everybody knows what's up. And then I don't want to hear about what well, you're messing with 304s over there. Over on Tinder and Bumble, you're messing with 304s. It's the same. Not only is it the same women, some of them girls be over on seeking too. <laughs> you eliminate the bullshit. You go right. You cut to the chase most of the time. And it's somewhat uncomfortable still. It's still going to be uncomfortable. But at the end, you go, I want peace of mind. How much does that cost? So you got to figure out what you really want, what you really want. If you want to play games, 
If you want to play games, stay on dating apps and stay in the normie dating world where you take a chick out one, two, three times, and then you figure it out. And then she's still playing who she's still a representative representative. And you're still trying to figure it out. And you're like, all right, I'll put out 400 bucks already. I've hung out with you for three or four times where it's the panties. And she's like, oh, I don't want to give you the panties. And then she gives the panties to someone else. You hear about it. Oh, that was my ex. And you're still wearing it. Ah, it's just weird. It's a weird dance because it's not even authentic. There's nothing authentic about it. Yes, you can submit a primer decline. You can go uh, ask Coach Greg Adams at gmail.com, and I'll get it in about like two months. Where are we at here? Todd C is in the building, finally home from Thailand. There's another place right there. And everything those travel bros are telling you is true. They just have to clean it up what, what the deal is about it. I know we should have. Where's 1MT? Did you DM me 1MT? We're going to get together. The Thailand thing, you know, I there's something we got to clean up about the presentation. But uh, black women are very, very upset about you black men going to travel. By the way, I got my passport right here. All right. I have an old passport right here, too. I mean, you know, I got my stamps. I've been out of the country several times. I haven't been to some of these destination places where you guys are telling all the secrets. Stop tell secrets. I know you got to build a YouTube channel, but you're telling secrets that people have known for hundreds of years. Somebody says, am I a Canadian? No, I'm not Canadian. But, um, I had to do something. I had to have my passports out for a reason. But, um, dude, I've traveled. I've been out of the country several places. So, uh, but I travel for my own fun, you know, and then I do have fun when I travel. So, but, but I know what I am in America. I'm an American. You know what I mean? I'm one of the elite. I'm elite in America, but it's just that the priorities have got so out of whack for women in dating. They think that Superman, they look at you like, eh. And you literally could save their life. I mean, this is how far off we've gone. We've gone off the rails. That that Remember that meme where Superman's flying Lois Lane? And she says, thank you, Superman. And in the back of her mind, is this the best I can do? She's thinking Superman. She could do slightly better than Superman. And you're going, this is, what, this is what's wrong with American women. So what's happening is black women are... Finally, like, oh, boy, these guys are going to get their passport. And uh, I think for, for black women, black men have been very patient with you. I mean, they've given you very much enough rope to hang yourself. I, f I don't feel sorry um, that you're upset that black men are seeking other options, that they're 40 years behind everybody else. But black men have given you enough time to get your shit together. And you have gotten, you have listened, none. And I've given up on y'all a long time ago. But. For the men who are finally seeing the, <laughs> for the men who are finally seeing it, y'all called me all kind of Uncle Tom's not that long ago. And now y'all finally waking the hell up. You've had enough of the weave. You've had enough of the ridiculous eyelashes. You've had enough of the so-called attitude. You had enough of the overweightness. You've had enough of the focusing on the career. You've had enough of the child support. You've had enough of the crazy ass long fingernails. You've had enough of the damn nose rings and the nose rings over here. You've had enough. You've had enough with the blonde wigs and you've had enough of the bonnets. You've given enough warning. You've given enough warning. And now they're listening 
after MGTOW and Red Pill and Kevin Samuels, now it seems that the passports are waking him up. It's something about it. <laughs> now, yeah, the BBLs, you, you didn't listen to the men. You've given up all of this stuff. They've seen the swirling. They've, they've seen the fact that um, you've called them dusties and scrubs. So black men are now seeing what white men have been doing for some deck hundreds of years. And they've now ruined the secret of what white men, white men are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't tell them about Thailand. That's my spot. So you guys are opening your mouth a little bit too much, but it is what it is. It's YouTube. It's information. Age, so it's not a secret. White dudes have been traveling. What was that one song by uh, Paul Mooney used to talk about the one song about the traveling man in the sixties. And he used to talk, what's the name of the song? And he used to talk about how he used to travel and I traveled here and he used to clap cheeks everywhere he traveled. Somebody could tell me the name. But white dudes have been taking ships a long time, clapping everything. Indians, Native Americans, Samoans, Tongans, Hawaiians. What do you think white men been traveling for? Bora Bora, Jamaica, the rambling, the traveling man, the wanderer. They've been doing this for a minute, minute. And now brothers are finally saying, okay, I'll I'll take a chance. So it's nothing new that they're doing, but I think it's new for black men. They're finally fed up. They're finally fed up with the bullshit. So with that being said, we have to know what how it works, though. We have to know what this is. Don't go over there thinking, yo, these women love me for me. No. <laughs> the rambling man, not Randy Travis. Yeah, Pocahontas, John Smith. Did you know John Smith was the first? Yeah, Ricky Nelson, that's the one. The Traveling Man with Ricky Nelson. Go listen to The Traveling Man with Ricky Nelson. Ricky Nelson was telling you, I went over here. I went over there. What about John Smith with Pocahontas? Did you know he flew Pocahontas in? Did you know uh, 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 Pocahontas, he went up there, he found her out there in the wilderness? He clapped them cheeks up, got that syphilis. And then when she went back over there, she went to United Kingdom. And he was here. He brought her over on the boat. He was like, I'm flying your ass in. So they've been doing this for a minute. This is, this is, this is no, the white dudes in Thailand, they've been doing it for a minute. They actually on the radar. They can, some of them can't even go back to Thailand. <laughs> some white dudes are on the list somewhere. They're like, if you book a trip to Thailand, we arresting you. If you really want to know. I've done my research on this 10 years ago. They're like, if you bring your ass back, we prosecuting you. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody said, why? <laughs> Do I need to say it? Because they keep going over there messing with them youngins. So they can't do it. And they got kids over there. They got whole families. They got kids that's half white, half Thai. Thai. Some of these Thai women from, you know, they mess with them. These women are now 33 and they got full ass teenage kids for some of these white dudes and these Europeans that used to go over there and mess with them. Stop. Anyway, and so, and I guess 20 years from now, it's going to be a lot of half black. Half ties over there. Yeah, they okay. That's what they were doing. Metafiling. Yeah, the the metaphiles was going. 
Go look it up. Go look it up. There's actually a documentary. I'm never going to show it on my channel because I'm not touching on it. But there's documentaries. They would go over there and they would go all the way in the cut and it'd be never mind. Yeah, it's on some Epstein Island ish. So if we really want to be clear, if some of these travel bros want to talk to me, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh huh. I'm. I ain't talking about it. So chill. I'm just chilling. Somebody says since the 40s. Yep. People been knowing about this since a long time ago. So uh, let's see here. So that's why the white dudes like travel bros. Because eventually y'all going to find out the back alley and they're going to be like, I didn't know they was doing that over there. Mm-hmm. Abel returns to eating. He says, why have kids? Wait, why have kids when she always takes them away? It's the gamble. And just so you know, uh, Abel returns to Eden. You don't even have to go through a divorce for her to alienate you from your kids. Okay. You don't even have to go through a divorce. You'll still be married in a long-term marriage and your wife will alienate you from your kids. They'll start talking negatively about you, um, especially if it's a daughter and you're away. And then the daughter, she'll be like, hey, let's go shopping. Let's go do this. She'll start get close to the daughter, right? Let's go shopping. Let's go to an amusement park. Let's hang out. Let's do a mommy-daughter date. Well, when they're doing that, they're she's alienating you from her. So she's not including you on purpose. And she's building a relationship with the, especially if the daughter's a teenager. Very pivotal time in the kid's life. The teenage teenagers aren't kids, but very pivotal time in the teenager's life. So the teenager does need a support system, especially if the other parent is on them, like riding them. Like, hey, I need you to be on this blue chip mindset. Well, the mom will be like, I'll get a nose ring. I'll get a belly button ring, dress slutty. You know what I mean? She'll sabotage the kid in order to alienate the kid against you, right? Undermining. It's undermining. It's abuse. But unfortunately, you know, I mean, it, I wouldn't fight it. I wouldn't fight it, but it's an, it's abuse. And then sooner or later, somebody said that your kids will act funny towards you, and you'll be like, why are you acting funny? <laughs> right? Your kid will start doing things to undermine you and sabotage you, or they'll report back to the mom. And fathers can do this, too. This happens to fathers as well. Fathers do this to, to their kids and sons, too. But, but, but we're, we're talking about from the mother's position. Then your kid starts not listening to you and, and, and standing up to you. And you're like, like, what's going on? Like, what's got under you? And they'll start rebelling. And you're like, what, 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 what? He says, and then when you pull rank or by the time you figure it out, it's been months. They she been putting shit in that kid's head for months and months and months and months. And all those little times where they disappeared and you were watching football. Oh, we're just going to run over here. We're going to run over here. Yeah, man. It's crazy. And so, uh, yeah, it happens. And then the, the kid doesn't respect you as a, as a result. I've seen this happen to other. So I've experienced it. But like I said, you guys got to remember, I've been coaching teenagers for all my life. I've been around kids all my life. Right. Or I keep saying kids, but teenagers aren't kids. They've never been considered kids. But I've been around 
uh, 16 to 24 year old young women going from high school to college, even younger than that, because I coached high school ball and uh, middle school. So I've been around kids, boys and girls all my life. I've been I've seen this happen. So nothing surprises me. Nothing surprises me because I've seen it happen with other families. I've seen it happen with other kids. I've been the mentor that some of these kids came to me and were like, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. So by the time my kids came around, I was like, I don't nothing. Nothing surprises me. I've seen it all. I've been there. <laughs> I've been that. I've been lucky enough to have it. So now when things happen, I just that's why I can predict how things go. I'm like, all right, I already seen this shit. I've, you, you know, guys don't know, know how many families I've worked with in my life. And then I've also had training clients that have had kids and marriages and divorces. Nothing surprises me. Don't start throwing me under the bus. I ain't got, I got zero cases. All right. Don't start telling me I was doing anything. All right. I got zero and nobody's ever came out on me. But hey, listen, I ain't, I ain't 76 years old yet. Brian Yu says, that's what you get for not throwing in the damn towel, Apollo, for Apollo. That's what you get. <laughs> Y'all go. That's what you get for not throwing in the towel for Apollo. All right, here he is right there. Throw in the damn towel. Throw in the damn towel. That's cold. Why you do that to him? Apollo got killed in Rocky Four. Was it a Rocky Four? I always get the Rockies mixed up. Hogan was in two, right? And Mr. T was in two. Who was in three? I'm missing that one. Was that Apollo Creed? Yeah, that would be Apollo Creed. And then you have four was, if he dies, he dies. The Ruski, the Russian. All right, we got a last last ones over on uh, pay, PayPal, I believe. And then we'll get up out of here. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for the support. Uh, no Hyman, no Diamond, says A.D. Austin. Boy, that ship has sailed. Uh, virginity for whip. That ship is sailed, 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 sailed. You're going to have a tough time. He also says black women and old simps are pissed that we are flying out to where the, the quality of women are at. And they're going to lose that race as long as uh, it just depends. They're going to lose that. I mean, the black family's been lost a long time ago. And he says, we're finally getting back to our roots of navigating. Africans are natural adventurers. Europeans don't have status, uh, don't have status of them that were carved by the ancient natives of the Americas from the 12th century. So this this is true. I think eventually what's happening is I think black men are rising to an economic status to be able to afford that. And they also have avoided the traps of baby mamaism and single mamaism and child support. So that that gap of men not being able to travel and they've also avoided the prison industrial complex and being on probation. So men, those men can now travel. They have the economic resources to it. So now these men are getting back to the roots and they're surprised. The, the, the fact is they've been dealing with so much debauchery. Now they still tricking over there. I'm just, because <laughs> people are like, you're flip-flopping. No, I listen, I wrote the book, the free agent lifestyle on traveling. I can basically got a traveler on my damn book cover. And I said then to get their passports. So if anybody want to know, I've already been saying get your passports and travel. What are you talking about? So I ain't flip-flopping. But I am telling you, tricking is tricking. And we all trick. So don't try to dress it up and pour uh, pour or syrup on shit and try to trick me. <laughs> all right, we all pay. 
and your ass paid in passport and airline tickets and hotels and food. <laughs> that's where they that's where they got mad at me. They was like, oh, you flip-flopped. No, I did not. I, I did not flip-flop. I said all men pay, including you. And I can prove you paid. <laughs> that's where they get mad at me. Well, I'm not paid. You paid. How much did your passport cost? How much time did you miss from work? How much time did that hotel cost? How much money did that cost? How much time did it take you to, how, how much did that airline ticket cost? Huh? Yep. How much did the food cost over there? It was cheaper. Yep. How much all that liquor cost? How much did the girls cost? Because when you go over there, some of the girls cost. It's all good. Hey, there's no, there's no, there's no harm, no foul. But when I say people trick and I said you trick, we all trick. It wasn't just you that I took shots at, despite the fact that that damn YouTuber, that YouTuber only took that portion of the stream out and then tried to say I flip flopped. And that's not true. I basically did not flip flop. I, the whole stream was about all men pay, but he didn't do that. Very disingenuous. Very disingenuous and despicable and reprehensible. <laughs> and you know who you are because you watch me enough to have pulled that old ass stream out and then dissected it and then try to falsely represent me. Despicable and insecure of you and you deleted my comment. But it is what it is. You a trick. You a Brazilian trick. Whatever the hell your name was, you damn low budget YouTube struggle streamer. Who did that? You're a Brazilian trick. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Brian. You did. I get that. I did. Where we at? Kaylin F says any woman who doesn't take a man's last name in marriage is bound to have one foot out of the door. Slides now X didn't take the last name herself. Wow. All right. So slides the loan. He blocked you? Yeah, because I'm sure everybody that went over to that video that tried to support, right? And there was a YouTuber that used to be riding with me. He used to call into my show, and then he tried to throw dirt on my name. I tell you, man, some of you guys are fickle as hell. All right, but I look at it now. I'm sure any support from me, he probably deleted the comment, which is totally indicative of the nature of some of these traveling tricks. All right, they don't want to be called out on their nature, and I'm going to tell you who you are. All right, and then when you come out here to try to falsely represent the CGA, I'm going to tell you about yourself. And then you went over there and you acted like a woman and deleted everybody's comment. Brazilian tricks. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Where are we at? Uh, let's see here. And then trying to say I was flip-flopping. There ain't no flip-flopping here. CGA don't flip-flop. I just basically tell it like it is. And you can like it or you can not like it, but you better learn to love it. Shout out to Aceto in the building. Aceto Rusko is in the building. Shout out to you for my gang gang in the building. Yes, indeed. All right, man, we out of here, brothers. <laughs> we out of here, brothers. Uh, shout out to the coach gang. We'll be back. What's today? Wednesday night? Oh, enjoy your night, man. Enjoy your night. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace.